0: Welcome to Things You Ought to Know Podcast. I'm really excited for this. Um, This is just going to be kind of an introduction to what we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks. So I just wanted to tell you a little bit about what to expect. My name is Bentley Broadnax. I'm a third year occupational therapy student at the University of Central Arkansas. And if you aren't familiar with where that is, it's in Conway, Arkansas, Um, of course, This is my doctoral capstone project uh, that we do in the third year of school. So I'm really excited and I plan to kind of dive into the research to kind of connect evidence-based practice to applying it. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit. But of course, I planned this when there wasn't a pandemic going on and it kind of turned things upside down as it has for a lot of us, I know. So, of course, I want to address now how OT has changed during all this so that we can all learn uh, in the moment and kind of experience different ways of doing things with others. So, that's something to be mindful of and to look out for as we go through this process. I'm definitely going to be addressing that. So, of course, some podcasts, they can be fun. They can be informative. They can be all kinds of different things. I've been doing a lot of listening to podcasts in preparation for this just kind of getting a feel for it and I just wanted to let you know I want this to be informative of course I want us all to learn from it but I also don't want to bore you to sleep as we talk about research just that word can kind of put us in into a drowsy state I feel like sometimes so I want it to be personable and fun and applicable but most importantly informative So that's kind of the feel that I plan to go for for this podcast, and I hope that it turns out that way. So we'll just have to see. So with this being my capstone project, of course, we had to do our planning process, which included an in-depth literature review that I won't get into and bore you to sleep, all the details, but I do want to bring up a few things. There is such a need to connect the evidence with the application, and now it's a bigger push than ever that our interventions become evidence-based. As an occupational therapist-to-be, I, of course, want to see results and I want to make sure that what I'm doing is driven by evidence and that I know that it's going to be beneficial for my client. And we need that for a majority of reasons, of course. So to get into the literature review a little bit, try to stay with me here and don't snooze off just yet but there was a huge um, need for applicable research. I don't know if y'all have ever read anything and you come to the end and you're like, wait, now how do I, you know, whatever the results may be, how do I make that applicable to my area of expertise, my practice? And sometimes that's really hard. And i found in multiple articles that sometimes there's a lack of relevance I found that specifically in Sawad 2005 article. And even Hinhosa in 2013 said that a lot of the results can be inconclusive or hard to interpret. So we don't want that. We want it to be easy for our practitioners to apply the research. So while we're not actually conducting research through this podcast, we are trying to mend the gap between... You know reading it and actually applying it so what I'm going to be doing is talking to experts in the field I'm going to be the one diving into the research looking at it and saying hey you know I, this isn't my area of expertise I have work experience of course but I haven't been out in the field yet so I'm going to be looking at these individuals that are considered experts around here in the community and say, you know, how can we apply this? What is your experience with this? And what do you think about it? Have you found it beneficial? So we're going to be trying to mend that gap, definitely. Also, I found that, you know, for us to find evidence-based practice, convenience is huge. We are a very convenience-driven society, and I, of course, am the same way. You know, you're on your way home. Are you going to drive across town to get the food that you want? Are you going to go right, you know, what's nearest to you? I think most of us would say that we're going to go with what's most convenient. That's just the way that our society is these days. And excuse me if I butcher these names, but Corcoran in 2006 found this in their research as well, that convenience is huge, the time restrictions are, are there. And so podcast is an easy way to kind of connect these dots. You're driving to work. You throw on a podcast. You don't have to do look it up and do the research yourself. Um, We're trying to move to a more convenient model of acquiring information that is actually useful and beneficial to us. So what's the solution you say? And I kind of just hit on this a little bit to give you an idea of what might be a decent solution. So Lynn Murphy and Robinson in 2010, they proposed a solution to be clinicians embracing evidence based practice by having it readily available. So having it easy for us to find, and I'm gonna provide articles that I find that y'all can kind of keep in your own little resource notebook or just have um, close at hand to refer to. So I'm gonna provide those when we discuss them in the future so that you can have them readily available. In addition, they said that it needs to be relevant. So I'm hoping that we're gonna discuss a lot of different things that are relevant to different practitioners out there. Um, You OTs and OTAs that are listening, I'm gonna try really hard. Um, I can't change the research that's out there, but I can try my best to make sure that we figure out how to mend the gap and make it relevant to you your practice setting and all of that so we're going to discuss very many different uh, practice settings and and things to make sure this is relevant for you guys and of course they also found that it needs to be concisely summarized so nobody gets excited or i don't think anybody does when you're handed a 50 page you know research study that's like hey read through this it's great you know it's it's full of information that's that's going to be beneficial to you. I would much rather, you know, read over the summary and know, okay, this is concise. This is going to be easy for me to refer back to where I don't have to flip through 50 different pages. Um not that that's a bad thing to be thorough. I'm definitely not knocking that, but we need to be able to refer back to it and make our own references that are concise and summarized so that it's easy. And that kind of ties back into readily available. So also something to keep in mind is, of course, we are more motivated to do this when there is some incentive. We are all like this. We're all human. We're all busy and have things going on. So we want to make sure that we're getting the most out of what we're doing. So we're more motivated to dive into the research when there is continuing education units that we are required to get to keep our license. Well, your license. I'm not there yet, but I am relating as best as I can. And contact hours. So I did want to add that um, for listening to this podcast, we are going to provide some contact hours. So if you... Complete a questionnaire, and I'm about to get into where you can find all of that information. There will be a certificate of completion that you can earn when you, of course, answer the questions correctly. It will be brief, it won't be a a test of your knowledge, it won't be, you know, pages of questions. It will be concise something to say that you have listened and you have uh, comprehended the information. And you know you've earned this certificate and depending on your state you know in the practice act you may be able to use the certificate for your continuing education hours towards your license renewal so I hope that that's gonna help us be motivated and, and once again help us stay awake hopefully during all of this research we're going to be talking about so jumping back to where to find the questionnaire we are going to be creating, and excuse me, I keep saying we because this is my project, of course. But I have two wonderful expert mentors that are helping me through all of this, Mr. Jeremy Furnace. That. Uh, works for AOTA. I won't go into their huge titles. We may have them come back and talk to us later. And Mr. Todd Kate, he is helping me a lot with my technology. And Bless his heart, he has his work cut out for him. It's been a challenge for me, but this is a a learning process and it's going to be great. So that's the we that I keep referring to. But I'm going to be creating a Facebook page specifically for things you ought to know that you can refer back to whenever you need. I'll be posting updates and I want you guys to watch out for uh, different announcements and stuff we're going to have on there for different topics and and things like that. But after I issue a podcast, I'm going to provide the link to the questionnaire. And of course, you know, you can provide your email at the end and that's how we're going to be issuing Certificate of Completions. So, that's something to watch for. So watch for the Facebook page, watch for updates there, and watch for those surveys after you listen. You want to make sure you can get your certificates and when you earn them. So like I said, I will be the one that's doing the researching and trying to relate the research to real settings through talking to these experts out in the field. So I hope that to make this interesting, applicable, I'm very excited, and I hope that it's everything that I have planned for it to be, um, and I want to tell you a little bit more about myself as well. So my field work experiences, I had great experiences, and you know all of them. So as a doctoral student, for those of you who who aren't really aware of, of the changes that have been made, my program we did, um, of course, two level ones still, and they were each two weeks, and. Of course, the level twos are still 12 weeks. Um, So my first level one experience was in an inpatient rehab center. And that was great to see. It was kind of more focused on assessments. So I wouldn't say I became a fem expert, but I definitely learned a lot about the fem. And for the second one, I was at acute. I was in acute care where we focus more on interventions. And so that was very interesting to see in those two weeks trying to do intervention planning in acute care where it's you know more fast-paced. So those are my two levels, level ones. And then for my level two, my first one, I was at a children's hospital where I um, got to see a lot of different areas. I got to see the NICU. I got to see... A little bit of ICU I got to see acute care inpatient rehab um, and I even got to work alongside a certified lactation specialist for a little bit and just see that very specialized area of practice and for my second level two I was doing hand therapy and I'm just afraid to mention the names of where I'm at because I haven't consulted them and mentioned them in this podcast and I have wonderful things only wonderful things to say about all of them but Anyway, they were, they were great experiences, and so that's kind of where my brief experience lies at this point in my education, just to give you a little background on myself. So I'm really excited to talk to different practitioners that are in different areas that you know, help further my knowledge as well. And that's kind of why I chose this. Uh, a lot, or many of my peers, my classmates, kind of had narrowed down their interests. And I had such great experiences in all of my field work. And I really have a lot of different areas of interest. So it was hard for me to narrow that down when trying to decide a capstone project. So here I am. I'm here trying to talk to everybody and learn a little bit about a lot. So that's why I chose this, and I'm hoping to get as much out of it as y'all are. So, currently, I am scheduling interviews with these these experts out in the field, and um, of course, this looks a little different. I was hoping to go observe and, and talk a little bit about my own observations and, excuse me, not just observe, but, you know, conduct case studies and, and look at this best practice, and that way I can call back on these observations and these case studies that I had conducted and and be able to provide kind of a richer experience for me and for y'all as I interview these individuals, but like I said, changes came due to the pandemic. And so I will be interviewing these specialists and just seeing kind of what they're doing now and what they were doing before and we'll compare it and maybe even still conduct a few case studies alongside them, just depending on on, uh, their expertise, their recommendations for me. So things to watch for. These interviews are going to be based on AOTA's um, critically acclaimed topics critically appraised topics, excuse me. So we call them cats. So these cats are um, easily available on AOTA's website. You can go check out all the options. I won't read them off to you, but I am making my um, interviews based on these areas. So that's kind of the emphasis are these large areas, these large topics and kind of diving deeper into the assessments, intervention, interventions, the whole process within these topics. So, thanks to watch for early intervention. We're looking, you know, might be diving into some feeding, some sensory integration. I uh, have a wonderful expert in autism that is planning to speak to me. So, I'm very excited about that also. And of course, there are many other areas that I've been in contact with multiple people and just allowing a lot of flexibility. Everybody's schedule has changed drastically from what we thought it would be like. So we are working diligently trying to schedule those interviews at a time that's convenient for them. Um, I have high hopes. I think it's gonna be great. I may even bring in some of my classmates that, whose capstone projects relate to these topic areas. So that's the excitement that we have planned out. So feel free to watch that Facebook page for more details, updates, questions, and the schedule of the upcoming podcast. So I look forward to this experience alongside with y'all. Feel free to share any kind of information, comment on the post that's on the Facebook page. This can be as enriching as collaborating with other therapists through this page you know, use it how you want it, but I just want it to be helpful and hopefully begin the process of mending the gap between applying research and just having it. Let's make it applicable. So thank you guys, and I will be back soon with more information.